You know what? I'm the rest of this team. Welcome to the Four Point Play. I'm Jordan. I've got Chad, Nate, and Steven with me, and we are talking about basketball. And the first thing from the tip, we need to apologize to James Harden for all the slander that we threw his way. Uh, and nope, obviously, nope. we need to apologize to the world <laughs> for bringing this on. We, Not all of the I, slander. I am. We jinxed us all. I am sorry. I apologize to my friends. I apologize to my family. I apologize to the world. And the whole Clippers organization, <laughs> this this should have never happened. Um, so, to try to make good, if uh, if any of you uh, have anything that you want to bring into the world, just let me know, and I'll say the opposite, and it's probably going to happen. Nate is going to say the Clippers are going to win the finals this year. I already said that. <laughs> they they were my they were my pick. Oh, they were your pick. Oh, no. You screwed them doubly. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah, so we finished recording last week, Monday night. Um, And then, like, three hours later in the middle of the night, like a freak, uh, Balmer got his phone out, made the James Harden trade happen. Um, Supports my theory that he is a vampire. But, uh, yeah, first, I guess let's, let's just talk about the trade itself. Um, what are you guys initial reactions? Uh, who let's, let's say who won, who won the Sixers Clippers trade? Uh, obviously the Sixers cause they got rid of James Harden. Fair. I think it's pretty good for both teams. I mean, the Sixers definitely got rid of the weight of Harden, um, and can maybe, the pieces they got, they can maybe turn into something else later this year. And the Clippers also get another potential score that if he's happy and wants to play, it could work out well for him. Yeah, just to real quick, the terms of the deal, I guess. So Harden, Tucker, and Petrusev, who I had never heard of till literally today, go from the Sixers to the Clippers. The 76ers are receiving... Uh, Morris, Batum, Rocco, um, Kmart Jr., and um, they get a 28 first, unprotected, uh, from the Clippers. They get to swap in 2029, um, and then they get a second round pick in 2029, and they are receiving a 2026 first that is the least favorable out of OKC's pick. Uh, the Clippers pick, which the OKC owns, or the Rockets top four protected pick, and then a 2024 second round pick that is the most favorable out of Indiana and Toronto, or the least favorable out of Cleveland and Utah. Uh, (laughs) So a lot lot going on in the picks. Um, For their part in it, the Thunder are receiving... um, uh, but, 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 but a 2027 first round pick swap with the Clippers. Um, so the swap rights there that could be pretty valuable um, if this hardened thing doesn't work out. Um, but Steven, uh, with the with the just the pick stuff in mind, what what do you think about what they got for Harden compared to what he what they wanted to get all that? 
Yeah, so I think it really comes down to what you think uh, Tyrese Maxey is going to be, right? Um, they obviously are centered around Embiid, um, but you got to have people that can fill this, you know, the scoring void, or if necessary. I mean, he can't he can't do it all himself, uh, and I think that they must they must be pretty happy with Maxey. I mean, he looks pretty good this year, uh, and I think that he can fill the role that Harden was kind of supposed to be. Um, and if they, and if you think that's true, then, then everything that they get from, from trading Harden is just carries on top. Right. I mean, you get picks down the road, you kind of expect the Clippers are in win now mode. And by the time 2029 rolls around, I mean, that team's going to look way different probably. Um, and you could end up having decent pick swaps, Assuming I can actually follow all the <laughs> all the trading back and forth and swapping, but um, but no, I think that the Sixers are probably pretty happy with where they landed, especially in the small six-game sample size we have so far of how well they've been playing without Harden. Anyway, yeah. Like, do you think? I guess any of you. Do you guys think there's? Um, so they wanted two firsts is i think is the the general consensus is that they were trying to get two firsts out of out of uh, la and so they couldn't get two firsts until they brought in the, the second team the the thunder came in and um provided the the second first rounder um is there a is there a price that you're willing to not pay i guess to get off of that to get out of the specter of just Harden hovering around the team and the not knowing what's going to happen. I mean, you you know he's not going to be there like the whole season. You know, it's not like you can keep on the team and oh, come playoff times he'll play for us. So they had to get rid of him eventually. And if it if he, if he was only going to play for the Clippers, they're the only suitors. So you get what you get. And I think it it's not like a superstar uh, trade value that you got out of it. Um, but they got some pieces that they could turn into something later in the year if they if they if they can. Yeah, Nate. Uh, so what what was it? Four guys. Four guys go into the Sixers. Uh, Rocco, Martin, uh, Batum, Morris. Do those? Do they play? I guess do the four of them play. Um, do they move the needle at all, or are they all kind of just? I mean, for one, they're expiring. All four of them are expiring contracts. So. Uh, that's definitely part of it, I think, is to to have that cap freedom in the off season. But uh, do you think any of them play? Do you think any of them get resigned? Um, I think I think Batum definitely plays. I still think he's a he's an asset um, to to a, a team with his experience, uh, especially playoff experience and everything. Um, and with expiring contracts, I mean those those other guys. Uh, I would still want them to play because they're going to be trying to play as much as they can and as well as they can to get better contracts when when they hit free agency. So I think I think that also has some value. Um, and then on the flip side, I guess, uh, do you guys think? What do you guys think of uh, what PJ Tucker's coming over with Harden? Obviously, Harden's going to play. That's that's the whole point of the trade. Uh, does PJ Tucker make a difference? Um, Clippers have traditionally been um, have not played a small ball center. They've they've got Zubac. They've got uh, I mean until tonight Plumlee. until tonight they had Plumlee. 
Um, <laughs> Until he sprained his knee. <laughs> who hurt himself tonight. Uh, or Turner, Turner sprained his knee. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh does does that matter does tucker matter on the clippers well i mean tucker yeah. is the uh the second oldest player in the nba right now is he really yeah lebron lebron first tucker second what a fun fact um, still got it well i think yeah but no i i think i think he still he has that he still has that dog in him so that's gonna be something that that i think is gonna be helpful it he's not gonna play very many minutes i don't think but it's it's they're gonna be good minutes so i want to go back to the the picks because i don't think i fully understood yeah and i want to say that that yeah i think i can't remember if your question was what's the what's the selling point or what's the non-selling point but i don't know i think that the the sixers on paper um when combined with going five and one to start the season they definitely are are winning this right they're getting an unprotected first round pick yep which is pretty big or four-ish years from now right you think that uh the clippers are contending they're in their window closes and they're kind of starting Mm -hmm. a rebuild right around then um, and then you have um, some some other like second round picks and and stuff. But then they get the, the additional first round pick. Plus they're they're bringing all the cap space. And all it took was to release Harden, who hadn't even played with them yet. Anyway, I think that PJ Tucker is a big. I think he's still a factor in the playoffs. Um, but I mean that's I mean I would make that trade. Yeah, yeah. So the picks, <clears throat> for sure. I think. Getting the unprotected first at a time when the Clippers will probably be bad is a big deal. Um, the two second round picks, I mean, it's it's just capital. Um, those don't, I don't think they matter that much. <clears throat> but the 2029 pick swap is also, I think, a strong thing to have in your pocket. Because again, I think the Clippers, like you said, are going to be bad at that point. Um, and then the additional yeah, first I mean, it's is... Like a packaging if, thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a put it together with something else and upgrade. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess that that leads in well. Nate, the Clippers, uh, they've got Kawhi. Um, let's see, they've got Kawhi and PG, who will both, um, who are both in contract years. Uh, Harden, also contract year. Uh, they have doubled down on this roster over and over and over they've done no hedging um they have it i mean essentially it seems they've kind of run this out to the very very end of what you can do um as far as putting all of the eggs into one basket they've traded all their picks at this point they've got one they've got one first round pick left in 2030 uh they've um you know traded away players they have gone all in on this foursome um do you think this is like last chance time this year uh with the contracts expiring or what what, what's their window um if if you're steve balmer uh you're you're probably wanting to get at least one more year out of it for the for the grand opening of his new arena um yeah that's uh, that would be ideal but with all these guys in in contract years and with the way that 
the CBA has has laid out the new um, salary cap aprons and, and everything. Mm-hmm. That's really that's going to be really difficult to keep these big names on. Um, but now that people are being forced to play and they can't rest players, uh, I mean, I if they're all playing, I think they're they're going to be very competitive. Um, they just have to figure out how to play together. Mm-hmm. They're all super ISO heavy, and that doesn't really exchange into exciting basketball. It might be winning basketball, but it's not super exciting. So that's also something that uh, that they're going to have to figure out for selling tickets for the for the new arena. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. How it's kind of a uh, it's a bit of it's a bit of publicity as well. Um, Bomber's rich, so I mean, there is they have that kind of weapon in their back pocket of we have endless money to pay luxury tax if we need to. But it, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Aside from man keeping man, which was part of the whole trade goal, I guess, was they didn't want to put Terrence Mann in the trade and keeping their twenty thirty pick. The besides that, there's there's really nowhere to go except we have to keep these guys for our window to stay open or we're kind of cooked um i think you only bring harden in if you are desperate everywhere he goes there's kind of a collapse right Mm -hmm. so they realize we're gonna lose some of these players if we can't put together a good enough roster in the next year or two this is it we sell the farm bring harden in if we win this year we win this year maybe something next year and if not blow it all up and and it happens and so i think they're not really at, it's not really that risky bringing him in because they're already in big trouble so yeah um did you guys watch the game tonight clippers game harden premiere i i had it on in, uh, in split screen for because because the spurs were playing right. at the same time yeah um okay well what's what was your your initial reactions i guess to the james harden premiere i mean harden looked like harden standing around in the corner uh <laughs> Again, it's it's super heavy iso ball. So, uh, did you see his first bucket? Did... <laughs> I like jumper over the double. Yeah, <laughs> or the double queen. <laughs> All right, hard. carry on, Nate. Yeah, no, that's I mean, iso heavy, so he doesn't he's not required to move around a lot. So I kind of it kind of plays out to his style, but yeah, I I mean it he he looked like James Harden. Yeah, I mean, I thought he looked <clears throat> good. I mean, he he's good. He's skilled. Um, obviously, we're talking about possibly the one of the one of the best scorers in NBA history. Um, I mean, he, obviously, he gamed the game a little bit to to become that. Um, but I mean, it, he looked like himself for the most part. I thought. Uh, I was I was fooled at the start of the game. Uh, they really came out that starting unit. Um, they kept Westbrook in with the starting other the other three. I didn't expect that. I thought that was the right thing to do, um, but I didn't expect them to do it. And I was very tricked at the beginning of the game. Um, even though the shots weren't falling, I thought they were playing a very interesting uh, sort of team ball that I didn't expect. Um, I thought they looked engaged and, and that they might actually be something that works. 
Um, I was really surprised by it. But as the game wore on, like you said, Nate, they really reverted to the ISO ball. Um, you know, Paul George ISOing at the top, Jack in a three, Harden Jack in shots. Uh, I I mean, honestly, I thought Russ of the four of them maybe played the best during that game, which is yeah. Russ Russ is the most dynamic. Yeah. Um, out of those starters. Mm-hmm. Um, but long term, starting the four of them together <clears throat> with Zubac is that is that a thing? Can they do that? You guys think? Yeah. So when they had their starting lineup in, they were outscored throughout for every quarter in that starting lineup. I'm actually shocked that they start Russ and Harden together. Um, I mean, I think you. The idea is you want all your skill on the floor at the same time. But if one of them, I think even Harden, have him lead the second unit, pull a Ginobili a little bit, have him come out, I think you'd win more games throughout the season, score more points um, than just having one big superstar lineup um, going forward. I would love to see them say that so that we can watch the fireworks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not going to happen. Harden's not the one they're going to bench. If they're going to bench someone, it's going to be Westbrook. They're going to put Russ on the bench. Yeah. My take on starters is that they don't matter. Uh, it matters to the players because obviously Russ had the whole. He had a whole thing with the Lakers about he's not going to go to the bench. Uh, he's a star in the league still. Going to the bench hurt his hamstring. Uh, <laughs> all that stuff. So to me, like. You just keep you. You can start them. I I think you start them and you stagger them. Um, like you don't you don't need to start them and keep them in the game for eight straight minutes. I think you can start them all together and then stagger them to get to the lineups you want to get to, um, and then close it out. You know, maybe bring them all back in to close the game. But um, I don't know, Nate. What do you think? Um, I I think. Westbrook, if you had to bring one of them off the bench, it would be Westbrook because he's he's already been there. Um, he has so- somewhat relegated to, to that position. Um, and then that way he gets his own unit um, to to manage, to control, to, to play his style. Mm-hmm. Um, where playing with Kawhi and PG and Harden together, uh, I don't think he's just going to get the ball as much as he he really wants to have it in his hand and make things happen and that doesn't necessarily being the primary scorer just delegating and and making it happen yeah Yeah, i think it's interesting that it seems to me that the person most suited to kind of take a off ball step back is pg um like we kind of hoped for when when he Played with Russ in OKC. Um, he's got the, I mean, I guess I guess maybe you can make an argument for Harden, but he's got the the best like kind of off ball, uh, running off a screen and catch and shoot type game. It feels like, um, but I also think the problem with that is he has a tendency to disappear, and and then do nothing. I mean, he did shoot one for six tonight from from deep, but he only I mean he only had ten points, mm-hmm. and he's like. That's like he's part of that like big group. So I'm I would be curious just to see what happens if he leads leads a, a second unit and they they try to 
generate some of the Paul George, uh, I guess, all the way back to the Pacer days. It is interesting. Paul George is definitely, <clears throat> no offense to Kawhi, he seems to be the best player on the team right now. Uh, through the first, you know, however many games, five, six games, he definitely was playing best, I thought. Um, and then immediately regress, right? <laughs> Which is interesting. Um, but you're also right. He does seem best suited to fill the I don't have the ball anymore role that they need someone to fill because, you know, four guys can't all have the ball. So I, I don't know. Uh, last, last thing about this, because we need to get to other things, I think. Uh, what do you guys think the ceiling is? New, new look Clippers, what's the ceiling? Man, I think their ceiling is as high as, as anybody, right? I mean, like, if you get all those guys playing at the level that it seems like they individually still can, I mean, that's that's a tough team to stop. Like, we talked last week a little bit about like bucket getters in the playoffs. I mean, and they have like three, for sure, three or four of them on the court at any time. And I mean, that's, that's tough. Uh, if you can somehow get the cohesion to work, uh, just like, you know, just like the nets, the nets tried to do, mm-hmm. uh, you can't guard everybody, but, uh, so if they reach that in any way, I mean, they're, they're contender level for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think once Ty Lu figures out uh, how he's going to get all these people to work together and his rotations and, and all that, I think I think they can be a championship team. Yeah. Not, not likely, but I think you have to, if you're going to make that trade and get Harden, you have to assume that the ceiling could be a championship. Yeah, that's what you're going for. That's what you're shooting for. I mean, obviously, you're always shooting for a championship, but... When you make a trade like this, you're going all in on it, really. Um, and I, I think it's, I think it's feasible. Um, like Nate said, I think Tyloo was really playing with the lineups tonight. Um, he put in a lot of different combinations of not only those four guys, but then mixing in Plumlee. Um, Man wasn't available to mix into it, so that'll be something when he comes back. But uh, Highland Bones. Bones got a yep. lot of minutes. That that was interesting. At least, I mean, he's gonna have to get a lot of minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I gotta say though, Norman Powell. Yeah, Norm Powell. But I, I Powell, did. Powell looked looked pretty good tonight. He did. He looked good. I felt the most concerning thing that I saw was it looked to me like when Norm Powell took the ball and tried to do something, when Bones took the ball and tried to do something, it looked like Harden really gave up on the play, and that's not what you want on day one. Um. Uh, Classic Harden. Yeah, I mean it is. Yeah, it, that's that Harden. But you, but you really we... don't want that, right? You don't want that kind of uh, attitude, that kind of uh, uh, body language. It, it's immediately concerning. I think. You need... Who's the who? Who's the leader of the team? Do we think who? That... If he does that, who's in charge? That's uh. That's what I was gonna say. You need a leader, and none of them are oh, God, are actual. No leaders no they none they're all second second guys tyloo is the only leader on that team look i we've I, seen russ do it i was gonna say i gotta stand up for russ here and i think at this point in this in his career he still has the like men, the mentals to be like a team leader he just doesn't have the consistency and the skill to to 
earn that respect from fellow stars i think so i think yeah, that's you, the issue Kawhi, yeah. Kawhi and harden aren't going to be listening to russ like exactly. you would need them to and then the rest of the team is going to kind of take their you know the cues from from that and it's it's going to be that will be very difficult um so tyloo tyloo really 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 has to be the leader mm -hmm. um which also is difficult because he can't be in the locker locker room the whole time yes too bad plumley went down that was it right there i will tell you this right now i'm this is a hilariously weird thing to say but plumley is like Jokic light like the things that he can do is very interesting he's got that little push shot he's got the like push. a little like dump oh. into the hoop yeah he's got so how many times vision. did he bring yeah. ball he, up. he does have vision he dribbles well he's got good vision he would it's, like it's insane he would like skip that outlet pass and just dribble the ball up yep um okay sorry that's a lot about james harden but it is you know it's big news um last thing about this sorry one more thing about it <laughs> sixers six, something about the sixers so i looked it up the sixers have essentially no players under contract except for joel Embiid next year like like literally it's it's joel Embiid, um some somebody on his rookie scale contract which is nothing um and then like one team option or something and then they're obviously going to re-sign um maxi but does that cap space still in today's NBA translate to uh, a team? Like, can you still build through free agency? I think it feels like the last several years now here, we've seen that teams don't don't go out and get stars in free agency. They go out and get the players they need to fit uh, into the team. Like, stars get traded, it seems like. Well, stars are getting traded because they're asking for trades. Uh, yeah, exactly. They, they, have to, they have to hit free agency first um and with the nba trying to get a new tv deal done there's going to be more money so i don't know if they're going to get stars but they might be overpaying for a bunch of mid-tier players agree i agree let me just go yeah, but if you've got go beat in maxi that's what you need right if you think maxi's going to be a star level player you still you still need somebody on the to be a bench leader um for for the bench unit sure but i'm saying you can build that in free agency yeah that's fair people want to play with Embiid, right if it's, if it's a good team and people want to play then, then they'll go there not so people like uh nick nurse <laughs> well not if Embiid is not going to be happy there yeah i guess that's, well, that's a different question. problem entirely <laughs> <laughs> let me let me read you this list so we already talked about it. Kawhi Leonard's got his player option this year, so contract year. Uh, I think that we're assuming he's going to opt in. About to... the Clippers or the Sixers? Talking about the Clippers? I'm talking about oh, free agents in general. So Kawhi... oh, just everybody. Oh. Kawhi has his player option. Pascal Siakam is coming up. Uh, Maxi, they're obviously they're going to re-sign him without a doubt. Paul George player option also, like we talked about. LeBron James player option. I don't think that matters in this situation. <laughs> uh harden talked about it drew holiday's got a player option og and anobi player option uh demar Derozan, is that something it's the end <laughs> but if that's if you're only gonna... he had had a player option three years ago <laughs> if you're if you're gonna go get somebody though 
and you're looking at those names. Yeah, no, those that's, are, a, that's a good player for that. Yeah. Like, they're all pretty much going to get signed where they're at, I think. Clay Thompson, going to get re-signed. Quickly is going to get re-signed. And then you got Tobias Harris, who's there already. Do you want him back? I don't know. But the, the list is small of upcoming free agents. Maybe a guy like Buddy Heald. But it it's kind of a... If you're going for free agency, is that going to even work to create a real viable team? Anyways... That was the last thing about that. Enough of that. James Harden is on the Clippers. We spoke it into existence. And now we must live with our sins. Uh, now, Nate's hot take has officially died because <laughs> Harden played, played tonight. That's true. It's it's uh, dead. It dies. Yeah. Let's do something or nothing. So we're going to move on to another segment. Something or nothing. We're going to do a series of statements. Uh, I will say the statement out to you. And we'll go something or nothing, and then we'll argue about it. So first off, uh, ignoring tonight's game, Celtics started the season 5-0. and They're outscoring teams by a league-high 18 points a game. Is it something or is it nothing, Chad? Uh, nothing. Nothing? Okay. I think, I mean, it's, it's nothing unexpected, right? They're, they're a top team. The Nuggets are 6-1 and as well. I don't think it means that they're some super team that's unstoppable. But they're they're a top caliber team. We kind of expected them to to be favored in most matchups. Oh, okay. For those of you at home, Chad hates the Celtics. That's I don't I don't hate the Celtics. Little, I just think background. they consistently they consistently underperform. All right. Well, there you heard it first. Uh, Nate, something or nothing? Uh, I'd say it's something. There you go. Um, I think I think it's really speaking to how Kristaps Porzingis has has really helped out the team like mm-hmm. solidified their their aspirations um dropping marcus smart and giving the reins to Derek white has really helped in in just giving them the ability to control the ball in the front in the backcourt and then um yeah it really gives it gives a team to tatum steven because marcus smart marcus smart really really kind of took took offense to the Celtics not being his team. Yeah, I didn't like him either. <laughs> Steven, something or nothing? Uh yeah, I mean I think it's I think it's something. Uh I think that the the, the defensive part of that number is interesting. Um because they had stretches with uh Robert White where they were they were pretty good. Um, and then I mean he's not there anymore, and so obviously they're going to score. Did you mean so Robert, it, William, Robert Williams? What did I say? Time, time Lord. You said Robert White. Robert White. Time oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Robert yes. Williams, yes. Time Lord. Uh, yeah. He. Yeah. They had some good stretches on defense. It was like a revelation for a little bit there. You remember that? Um. And so I think it. I think it's a little bit of something that they are scoring and. And Finney enough to to have that point differential. Yeah, no, I think it's something too. Um, you mentioned Rob Williams. Quick aside, he is apparently going to have knee surgery after yep. uh, tonight's game. That's that's something bad I, for the that, Trailblazers. Is that, is that season ending? I think that I read that it was probably going to cost him the season. Uh, so that's that's rough. Uh, but yeah, Celtics start. I think something. 
Um, I get Chad's point. They are a top team. They should be a top team. We should expect them to outscore teams. Um, but I I think that 5-0 is a pretty blistering start. Um, I think that the outscoring teams by such a wide margin is uh, something. I agree, Nate. The Porzingis thing working, um, Holiday coming in, um, and and bringing that defensive presence. I think that's it's all good things. I think they look real good. Um, second thing, in-season tournament play began on Friday. In-season tournament group play is every every Friday, every Friday for a little bit now, uh, leading up to the actual tournament itself. Um, and the in-season tournament special edition courts also debuted Friday. Is this something or is it nothing? The courts or the tournament? Both. All. Every. All of it. I didn't go look at every court, but I liked the I liked the Thunder court that I saw. Um, I think that the in-season tournament is very interesting, but also uh, a little confusing. I had to... <clears throat> to read up on how it's gonna work yeah um but i i think it's kind of cool that all the teams have the have a new a new court to to like signify the in-season tournament games yeah i agree with you there i said this is i think that the in-season tournament itself i think is mostly nothing um but i think the courts are something i really like them i think they're all pretty cool um oh i forgot to say if it's something or nothing i think it's only something if we see that there's a lot of buy-in by the players and they're and they're competing hard and it and it makes for an interesting championship agree nate uh i think it's something because uh, the courts i think are pretty gross i hated Whoa. them <laughs> i i really i really do not like them um with that big stripe of whatever going down the middle of everything wow it's the worst and then <laughs> and then like a lot of the uniforms that that teams were wearing for those tournament games were pretty bad, oh, I think. So um, spicy, but yeah, the the <laughs> the tournament itself, uh, I'm gonna say that's pretty much nothing because I don't know who actually were playing those games or what the standings are in the tournament right now because I haven't, you know, gone and looked. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Unless you're actually looking at it, you it's so hard to keep track of. Agree. Chad, your thoughts? No, I, I, I agree with Nate. Um, I mean, I think for now the in-season tournament is kind of nothing until maybe we go for a couple of years and people start understanding it and if the players actually start caring about it and it becomes something. Uh, I also agree with Nate that the courts certainly are something and it. I'm not sure it's a positive something. Oh, come on. Um, and and as as the only two uh, non colorblind people in in this <laughs> podcast, I think I think we maybe might be more right with the general public. But uh, the courts are certainly something, whether whether or not you like them or not. Um, yeah, they're pretty pretty special. I agree. I agree with most of that. <clears throat> um, a really good point, I think, Nate. That it's it's too hard to follow and to know what's happening with the in-season tournament especially when you're trying to make the games uh for it just be regular season games uh so you're like trying to make them special but also trying to make them not be special so it's it's just i think it's a little messy in the execution um uh 
Yeah, I would I I would be much more into it if it was easier to just track. That's yeah. I just help me track it. Yeah, for sure. Um okay, Pacers start 3 and 3, a league worst defensive rating. They're allowing a league high 61 points in the paint per game. I thought the Pacers were going to be very good this year. Uh, I said so last uh week um and uh yeah i think that this is something i think they look pretty bad obviously the the celtics game skews it a little bit um and halliburton didn't play in that game so that matters a little bit but overall still they just uh, they don't look very good um generally uh you guys what do you guys think nate i think um i think it is something in that they're trying to follow the school of thought by, used by the Brooklyn Nets a couple of years ago when with Katie and Kyrie and Harden, and you just have to outscore your opponent. That's all. You don't you don't have to play defense. You just put up points and have more than the other team. Yep, Chad. I think it's uh, nothing. I mean, I think a lot of that has is skewed, as you said, with the Celtics win. I also think, for the Celtics' point of view, they their their victory margin is also skewed because of that one game, fifty one points. But they're still three and three, four and three now after today. So I think um, it's not looking great for them. But I don't think it's um, I don't think the the ceiling's falling completely on them. Sure, it's early. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steven. Yeah, I think I would say I think I'm going to say nothing on this. Um, I. I think that they weren't great defensively last year either. Um, and so I didn't really expect them to make that jump. I guess I maybe didn't think they would be, you know, as bad as they have been, but I kind of think that'll regress a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so I I don't think too much of it. Okay. The, uh, the thing I find weird about this, though, is Miles Turner is one of the blocks leaders so far this season. Mm-hmm. Even even though they're they're allowing so many points in the paint, it's weird. Um, it's I, I didn't look it up. I guess I should have. I was wondering if they're maybe funneling uh, offenses into the paint, um, like schematically on defense, and that's um, maybe leading to a high percentage of shots coming in there or something but I, I didn't look it up so i don't know but it is weird when you have a guy like that who like he made his kind of uh made his name a little bit being that defensive anchor kind of guy um and they're that bad in the paint while he still seems to be doing fairly well so i i don't know i don't know in general do you how much do you think pace affects like a defensive rating type because they're one of the faster faster teams in the league, and I I feel like uh, the higher pace you play at, the harder it is to lock down defensively. I realize that's yeah not the the only problem. <laughs> no, perhaps no. But... it's it's not. But I think you're right. I think you're you've got something there where the faster you play, <clears throat> not only are you going to like have higher scoring games because there's more possessions per game, but um, you are going to allow more points in the paint when you're playing fast, you know, um, with a lot of, a lot of movement towards the basket. So I, I guess there's something to that, but anyways, 
that's the Pacers. I don't. I'm worried about them, but it's okay. Uh, next is Chet and Wimby, uh, Rookie of the Year race. Uh, they're racing for runner-up um, in the Rookie of the Year. <laughs> um, their per-game stats through two weeks here. Um, I, I guess I didn't check after tonight's games, but they were nearly identical when I was looking at this. They they were shockingly identical. Um, <clears throat> they they were pretty much the same tonight too. I I took a look. <clears throat> That's it's wild. So so Wimby is is taking more shots, which makes sense because he's kind of a uh, Chet is part of I think more of a conglomerate. Um, Wimby's taking more shots. He's got a few more counting stats um but overall they're about the same and chet's got better percentages uh kind of across the board um what do you guys think something or nothing definitely both something for both teams Mm -hmm. i mean they're huge uh for the thunder now that they're a playoff contender uh chet's the piece they were missing last year it's huge and then wemby is unbelievable i mean his games uh it's it's not just that he is had a, you know a dominant game against the Suns and can look good. It's how he's scoring. It's between threes to anything, any switch he gets, um, just lob it into the into the key and, and he'll score. Toss the ball in backwards or whatever. It's <laughs> it is pretty remarkable. I think give a couple years from now and he will be doing things uh, we, we've never seen before. He's a he's a mix of Durant and Kareem. Hmm. Nate. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's it's nothing. Um, again, uh, carrying off of Chad's observation from last week, anybody who is going to be cha- challenging Victor for Rookie of the Year is going to have to seriously outperform him um, because of of the hype around mm-hmm. it and the whole story. Um, I mean, with with OKC again, Chet was the missing piece. So they already had established players like SGA and Giddy and and all your other guys, the the two J dubs. Um but now the Spurs have Victor. I mean he's he's really all it is. Uh, there are there are serious role players around him, but nobody who's gonna be a real real star or even really could be a starter on a better team so um he's he's carrying that and his burden is much greater than than chet's even though chet's really looking amazing but um i don't i don't think it's really gonna amount to anything that's a good point i hadn't thought about um chet is chet has is part of a, a core they they have a core of four or five guys that it's like these are the guys we're building this team around this group and bringing Wimby into the Spurs it's like yeah there's some nice pieces um you know Keldon uh Sohan uh Sochan Sohan 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 you know you've got all these guys who are nice pieces but ultimately expendable to build around Wimbenyama you know so that's a good point um Steven, something or nothing? Uh, yeah, I think it's nothing. Like Nate said, like Nate said, like Chad said last week, uh, I think it's going to take a special effort to beat Wimbanyana. And uh, and I think that like what you're going to see, what you're kind of starting to see now is like Chet 
having better numbers around the edges, mm-hmm. like his assist to turnover ratio, his shooting percentage, which by the way, I mean, he's shooting like 58% from really from good. Deep, yeah. Which is nuts if he keeps that up. Um, but like, but Wimby's going to have the bulk, right? Like he's going to have the points per game, probably like rebounds. Like he's going to, he's going to have the numbers for the, for the rookie of the year. Uh, and probably deserve at least so. Uh, so I, I don't really, I don't really think it's going to be anything. Although I still stand by my Chet leading the league in blocks. <laughs> take. That's fair. Who who wants a rookie of the year in his second year anyway? Some like, people. Like when Simmons won it. Like it was a bummer. When Embiid won it. When Simmons won it. Yeah, that's true. People didn't like that. Grizzlies start the season. 0-6 oh, uh, without John Morant. Um, they are without him for another 29 games. Uh, something or nothing. 29? How many? 20, uh, 20, what was his? It's 25 total. It was a 25-game suspension, so suspension. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. I was yeah. thinking it was 35 <laughs> for some reason this whole time. Oh, I just dropped him in fantasy basketball. <laughs> I almost said that. Oh, boy. Anyways. I, I, either way, either way, it, it's definitely something. I mean, they're going to – they might struggle to make playoffs if he only comes in here with 25 games, if they're looking real bad. Um, yeah, this is a very bad way to start the season for them. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, I, th- I think it's – sorry. No, you go. I, I was just you taking just, charge. You just gunned it out. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it. I think it's something uh, with how competitive the West is going to be. If you're if you're losing that many games, um, and he comes back, I, I really don't see them having a chance of making the playoffs. Steven? yeah, uh, I agree. Um, they have. I just looked at this, and now I oh. They have the second worst offensive rating in the league mm-hmm. right now. Uh, they're 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 squeaking out ahead of the Blazers, um, and I just don't see John Morant fixing that by himself, uh, especially with the like circumstances around why his suspension is happening. I mean, who knows? You know, he's he's youngish. Who knows? Like his headspace when he comes back and how he just. Can he just pick up where he was? I mean, I think they're. I think this year's, this year's a burner year for them. I think they should just f- embrace the tank at this point. <laughs> yeah, they got a tank. It's so early, can... but I just don't. I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, they. I think they need a tank to get a player to replace uh, their lost star, Dylan Brooks. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you meant their uh-huh. lost star, Stephen Adams. That hey. <laughs> that's more like yeah, it. That's better. I hate Dylan Brooks, honestly. I oh my I, goodness, I, don't I cannot stand that I guy. Just, I just can't, and I hope he hears this. He won't, but it'd be nice if he did. I just want him to know. Um, every every episode we're we're, we're getting hate on people. Fudge last week fudge. was it, and now I mean we're just getting so much now, hate for, for the Harden players. Harden and Dylan Brooks. Harden Come and on. Brooks. Harden uh, Brooks. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's something, too, because, first of all, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize, what did they, who did they lose? Because they, like, they they look awful. 
and you look at their roster and it's like bane jaron jackson jr and then just like trash down the board like marcus smart fine he's like a decent player but you don't want him to be the third best player on your team a uh, bunch of guys that i don't even know uh derrick rose in his 90th season is on this team Kennard, who uh somehow ended up here after the clippers finally realized they didn't want him uh kenneth lofton jr is you know was supposed to be something and he's not anything it like what i don't know what this team is i don't know why they were so good last year but uh just i need you guys to just tell me it's not because of dylan brooks um there has to be someone else like trey jones like what how is this happening i guess nobody knows well i mean again steven adams isn't isn't there to be a leader um they had danny green on the bench to be a leader last year too um so i they just they just lost a bunch of their bunch of their leadership and i think the the whole jaw thing is probably it probably has more effect than anybody would want to admit on the psyche of everybody else mm-hmm. there yeah that's fair let me ask you this <clears throat> this is not what we're doing i guess we did our something or nothing about this but let me ask you this anyways do do you blow this up like if you're is there something to blow up yeah i guess that's fair but if your pieces are jaw who's has an obvious issue uh bane who isn't good enough frankly to be your guy and jaron jackson jr who hasn't yet he hasn't made the jump that we have wanted him to make i think do you get rid of those three guys do you do something do you try to move them do what do you do like i don't think you can get better than what they have with those pieces i mean i think you they already put so much into jaw so much support for him that they've bought in and they need him to be a superstar and and that's kind of their future right now i don't see them winning a championship anytime soon but consistent playoffs you know contender with jaw in there and win some series it's very possible do you think zach Kleiman just lies awake at night just like full of fear and anxiety like i had it i had it in my hands next superstar and here we are oh, oh they, they saw it coming for for several years they they were always stressing about this about this situation it's crazy how it flipped suddenly like he he was this like uh, he that was not in the scouting report for him and all of a sudden there's all these issues it uh, it's it's crazy anyways sorry something or nothing moving on um let's just do one more of these and then we can we can go over our uh picks and do some picks um so next one last one i guess the magic are four and two they're fourth in the east something or nothing well uh you know they are my dark horse so i'm gonna say it's something okay a bunch of young talent that's finally vibing together i mean with with wagner doing well in the uh world basketball championships um 
on a team with Dennis Schroeder and everything winning the championship for the Germans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's that's got to be something. And then he bring he just brings that to the team. He's looking great. They got that Wagner to Wagner connection. Uh, yeah. yeah, I like it. I like that a lot. Uh, I so I really like this Magic team. I think Suggs looks good. Um, I think Bancaro looks good. Uh, I think they look good. Look great. Wagner. Uh, it's all great. I love it. They look great. I'm gonna say this is nothing. Um, they've got wins against Portland, Houston, the Jazz, um, and the Lakers. Early season Lakers. Like that's not something really to hang your hat on. Uh, so I so right now I need them to prove it. Four and two is great. I need to see them prove it against some good teams. Yeah, I, I was just looking at their uh, their schedule too, and yeah, Blazers, Rockets. It's too er- too early to know what's going on, and they're they're too close to fifty fifty. Um, they're playing a bunch of bad teams. I'm not really convinced it's anything special yet. We'll see. Steven? I'm gonna give it a little a little something something. Mm-hmm. I think uh I think they I think they could sneak into the playoffs. I think that's definitely doable for that team. Uh they they were often a not just a walkover win last year either. Um and I think that I think they could be competitive. I mean look Obviously, they're not they're not going to compete up there with the the upper echelon of the of the Eastern Conference. But I mean, when you when you're looking at the, I mean, even the play-in. I mean, you expect the Cavs to do better, but like the Raptors, the Nets, the Pacers, you know, like the Hawks. Like who knows? <laughs> I think they could. I think they could be fine. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they've only played one East team so far, and they they won that game. So, all these all these teams that they're playing are in the West. Um, who you you're calling them bad teams, but they're in the West. They're they're going to be competitive because um, they have to be. But let's see them see how they do against some more East teams. That's fair. That's fair. That's uh, that's something or nothing. It's it something. something. It's something. Or let's, nothing. Let's uh, let's jump into our post game. We'll talk about uh, last week's results. We made some predictions. Um, spoiler alert: two of us did fine, and two of us did not so fine. Uh, Stephen and Chad picked correctly five games. Uh, let's go, Stephen. Tied for our lead. What? I picked three games correctly. Out of uh, out of how many did we did we pick? I think we did seven, if I'm remembering right. Um. So Nate picked two right. What what baby? <laughs> Holding it down at the end. So let's see if we can do better this week. <laughs> Nate, let's flip this around. Week three Take predictions. Yourself. Week three. Uh, November eighth. Uh, what's that? Wednesday. Wednesday night. Celtics. Sixers. Uh, Sixers free of the shadow of the beard. Um, I'm taking the Celtics still. They're just, they're crazy good right now. Um, what do you got, Nate? Celtics, Sixers? Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm gonna ride those Celtics. Um, I don't, I don't trust in the Sixers. I just, I think, I think they're gonna fall flat on their face. Dang. Steven, Celtics at Sixers? Oh man, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, I picked hard Those guys are, I feel like they're always competitive um and i'm i'm nervous to pick the celtics because just because it feels like a toss-up to me and they're playing in philadelphia 
And so I'll just I'll just counter you guys. I'll take the Sixers. Okay. The the James Harden drama has released has released them to soar to new heights. <laughs> Chad? You know, and, and, and I'm gonna surprise you all by choosing the Celtics, because I don't hate the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> sure you don't. Right. Right, 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 right. Uh okay. Uh same night. Warriors at Nuggets. What do you guys got? I'm I'm going with the Nuggets on this one. It's hard it's hard to choose uh, against them right now. Agree. Yeah, yeah, it it really is difficult. They they're looking like uh the best team in the West, which they should, being the reigning champs, so Nuggets. Uh yeah. It's possible I, I, I won't won't pick against the Nuggets all year. Same. <laughs> I I got the Nuggets. You guys got we got a clean sweep nuggets. Um Thursday night Bucks at Pacers. Pacers who recently won a pretty good decisive game, right? What who did they beat tonight or yesterday? What was we don't that? want to talk about it. <laughs> right. Scored like one fifty, I think. <laughs> I'll, I'll say with uh, with uh, Lillard's defense right now, um, playing the Pacers, this is going to be a high-scoring game from both teams. You're taking the that over. Being said, that being said, I have the Bucks. The Bucks, <laughs> the Bucks went in. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the Pacers um, with all of that. Most of their scoring is coming from out beyond the arc. Um, so as long as their threes are dropping, the – I think the Bucks are going to have problems defending that, um, and the the Pacers aren't going to be attacking the paint very much. So, um, Brooke Lopez and and Giannis are are kind of be be neutralized there on the defensive end. So, yeah, Pacers. Pacers, interesting. Um, yeah, I don't think I can take the Pacers. Yeah, me neither. Based on our earlier conversation about their the deficiencies. Oh, Jordan jumped off that Pacer bandwagon. I real jumped fast. off it so fast, so quick. It took, <laughs> Once you realized it wasn't going anywhere, <laughs> it took one game without Halliburton for me to just completely depart. I'm done. I'm done with the Pacers. Um, <laughs> Saturday, Clippers at Spurs. I just need to know if Nate is going to jinx this game or not. So, so Nate, who are you going with to win this? Um, I. You know the first the first game the Clips won by forty points, <laughs> and I just I just can't justify picking against that. So so I'm picking the Clips, even with new look Harden Clippers. Even with oh interesting, Stephen. Yeah yeah I have to go with the Clippers. There's as Nate mentioned earlier. There's 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 not much to the Spurs right now other than learning what they have and Wimby. So. Picking the Clippers, Chad. Uh, I'll go with the the Spurs then. Ooh. I'll go with Wemby. You know, he has he has an amazing game and a kind of a, a lower point game. And tonight he didn't score a bunch, so I think maybe he shows up against the Clippers. All right. Wemby and Point Sohan, which is a point so a hard. big content a big contention <laughs> among Spurs fans right now. <laughs> what Spurs Reddit think? Oh, they're they are basically. Sp- Lit down the middle. They're like, <laughs> why is Sohan playing point? We should have Trey in there and 
other people are like, hey, you know, if he if he can figure it out, trust and pop, you know, trust and pop. So I mean, trust and pop seems like a good mantra. Um, let's see. Same night, thunder at Kings. I'm taking the thunder. <laughs> I can't not. I have to do it. Steven, where are you at? Oh yeah, if it's a toss up, you know, I'm taking the thunder. All right. Uh, it might not be a toss up. <laughs> it might not. Be. Uh, but I, I, think, I don't. Uh, I don't think this is a toss up. <laughs> I think that the Thunder are going to be competitive in most of the games they play this season. Um, and I, when they are, when they're rolling, I think they're, they're pretty hard to beat. Uh, they just have a lot, they just have stretches of games where they, the offense kind of dies, um, which, which might be their undoing against the Kings, but I'll let you guys take the Kings and I'll stick with the Thunder. <laughs> Nate? Uh, the Kings have some issues to figure out. And I don't think they're going to be able to do that by, what, Friday? So I'm picking the Thunder. All right. Chet? Hey, we're all on that, that Chet bandwagon, thunder. so let's go Thunder. Thunder up. You heard it here first. Nate's also on the Chet bandwagon. <laughs> also, that's that's a NU's homecoming night, so or the, the homecoming concert. So I'll be, I'll be over there instead of watching the games. Bummer. We are going to win. <laughs> uh, Jazz at Grizzlies, same night. Uh, what are we What are we thinking? Nate, what are we, we thinking? Just talked about those, we just talked about those Grizzlies, so I think we'll just go with the Jazz. Go with the Jazz, okay. Nate, what are you? Uh, I, man, this is, this is a tough one because yes. I don't believe in either of these teams. Yes. So I think I, I think finally the, the the Grizzlies just might get lucky. I mean, they are an NBA team with <laughs> probably NBA players. I think they do. So some. let's just let's just throw up a prayer and say Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Oof, uh, Steven? No, I'm taking the Jazz. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust the Grizzlies enough to put my. Uh... My current leading record on the line, uh, so I'm sticking with the Jazz, and I'm hoping that Markinen carries them forward. Okay, last game Sunday. Uh, Mavs at Pelicans. Steven, what, uh, I know that you're an enjoyer of the Pelicans. What do you What do you think? <laughs> I am, but I I don't I think the Mavs the Mavs look too too good currently and. TJ McCollum is down, and I'm going to take the Mavs, I think. All right. Nate? Um, unless something terrible happens to Zion or, or Ingram between now and then, I think I think the Pelicans have a chance. Okay. So. All right. Chad? Yeah, I think this is a, a great game. Both these teams are strong middle teams in the West. You know, mm-hmm. easy to make playoffs. But they're not they're not um nothing compared to the Nuggets. So um man, I think this is a really close one. Uh I think I will go with uh Pelicans. Okay. There it is. There's our picks for the week. We'll see how that turns out next week. Uh just in closing, I guess, as an aside, since you brought it up, can anyone beat the Nuggets? Uh where like where they look so good right now. They are pretty dominant looking what what uh if you had to pick one team in the west that you're like this team 
is most likely to beat the Nuggets in a seven-game series to go to the finals, who is that team, Chad? Oh, man, that is a very tough one. Uh, in the West, we're, we're, uh, we're going to go with the uh, we're gonna go with the Lakers and wow. LeBron playing and LeBron playing every single minute of the game. Wow. So uh, <laughs> the, the, the Lakers are plus 53 with LeBron playing on the court and minus 77 with him off the court. So <laughs> if it's a playoff game seven, I think he plays every minute. All right. I mean, that's uh, that's uh, that's a take with a caveat. <laughs> uh steven oh man i believe it or not i'm tempted to agree with chad on this one just because what? of the matchups that they have but i i can't i can't do it so uh i think uh, i if i have to pick one and i can't just throw the thunder in there because you can throw the thunder fun. in there no, I just don't believe it. I don't think that's uh, too skinny. Stay, he needs to get fatter. To he needs to fatten up. Fully, fully healthy Suns team. Fully healthy Suns. Take them to push them to the limit. They've got the scorers. They've got mm. a decent, you know, five. So. How interesting that you guys both pick teams that are currently at the play-in level of the standings. <laughs> uh, Nate, what do you think? Don't say Spurs. So. So we're only picking West teams. West teams only. Yep, that can beat the Nuggets. Um, in a series, you, you aren't you aren't gonna like it. I can't wait to hear it. But in the West, I think I think the only team that is designed to even give the Nuggets, um, like a, a run for their money I like is the going. is the Timberwolves. What? I don't like it. With, I changed two, my mind. With, with two bigs to throw at at um, Jokic, um, I think that's the only way to go. They're and they're the only team that has that has really two real bigs uh, who are starter quality, um, and then they have Ant to harass uh, Murray. So that is insane. What Ooh. you just said. Hey, I thought I thought you were building pretty, it up for the Clippers for sure. No, wow, no, I don't think the Clippers would have a chance against them. Wow, that's a spicy take. Wait, you don't think the Clippers have a chance? All right, Jordan, no. Jordan, what, what's yours? What's yours? Okay, well, so first off, I want to address that Clippers. I thought were interesting. I'm not gonna. I'm not picking them, but if this works, Clippers are a, an interesting matchup challenge. I think for the Nuggets, like I think with the Nuggets you're you take you let Jokic be Jokic because you can't do anything about it anyways so when you have those five guys on the court who the matchups are a problem like who guards who's gonna guard that many good players I guess I so I think they're a matchup problem for the Nuggets but I don't wait, think wait 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 who, who guards Joker nobody DJ Tucker six nobody foot, six foot five nobody yeah you, they, they can't you let, they have, they have nobody in the whole NBA guards Joker. I mean Embiid, but nobody else. Even then, Embiid ducks Joker. Um, one team that I think can beat the Nuggets, and same principle here applies, I think is the Warriors. Um, I think they look really good right now. I think Chris Paul off the bench is working better than we expected. 
Um, and I think I don't care if Jokic goes for 40 and 10 and 10. I don't care. I let him do that and I outshoot the rest of the team. Um, I think the Warriors, I don't love the Warriors, but I think that they've got the pieces to actually uh, win a series against them. Anyways, sorry, random aside, um, but good discussion tonight. But actually, nobody's going to beat them. That's true. It's the Nuggets to the finals. Maybe repeat champs. I Yeah. Maybe we could talk about East teams that could beat the Nuggets next week. But for now, uh, that's all our time on the four-point play. I, I, think, I think one one more comment because okay. there was a historical game tonight. Embiid scored 29 points in one quarter in the third quarter tonight. 10 for 10 shooting. Most points in a quarter in 76ers history. <clears throat> 76ers history. Interesting. Yeah. And they scored 146 as a team. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, was somehow less than the Pacers scored. Just scoring so many points right it's now. It's a lot of scoring. All right. Well, that's it for the four-point play. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week with more NBA basketball knowledge, rumors, predictions, and general tomfoolery. And probably apologies. (laughs) Boom.